Hey, it's BT with my guest, Killer B. It's BT and Killer B Combos. We talk about meekness versus weakness. And I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's going to resonate with you like nobody's been. Ain't that right, Kenny? No doubt. For <laughs> show. Motherfuck you. Enjoy this podcast. <laughs> God. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. Thank you so much for that. That was killing my ears. <laughs> Tales from a Gemini, I got my boy. It's BT and Killer B Convos, as you know us. If I could have, honestly, like, you hit me up all the time, say, hey, man, would you do this? And I go, yes, Kenny. I'm always, whenever you hit me up with anything, I'm going, yes. I mean, I don't even know why you run it by me. Because yeah. it's always going to be a yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, because our energy is infectious. Yo. We provide edutainment. No doubt. And like, I, like, I don't even know why you take, you could literally just come in and go, hey, look, meet me downtown and, <laughs> and I would be here. I mean, you know, I don't know why, why you hit me up, man. I show up in all black with a ski mask. He's like, nah. <laughs> Not this time, bro. <laughs> Actually, I would do it. Yeah. I mean, I would drive the getaway car. You have to do the hard work. I'm just driving the getaway car. I do the car. heavy lifting. We, get to, we can get this work, bro. So, Dude, I mean, I would. I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm a race car driver in my, in my mind. I feel you. So and, next week at uh, 3 a.m., <laughs> Let's get this work. Police, you didn't hear that. FBI, you didn't hear that. So, so Kenny, so Kenny hits me up, and he goes, "Hey, man, I want to talk about the difference between meekness and weakness." Yeah. Right. And so now I was looking at meekness, and now on paper it looks good. It's always in a biblical term, also with mm-hmm. meekness, mm-hmm. and they say meekness is not weakness. And honestly, that sounds great, uh, great because it deals with uh, humbleness and yep. Yep. and uh, and uh, patience and <laughs> being submissive uh, and being you know stuff like you know let this person uh, you know have their way. I'll you know take a back seat, but at the same time show them that like I could turn the other cheek. And that sounds good on paper. Yeah. But in the streets. It might be, yeah, it's a different story in the, in the street. It with is. A K. Streets. That's, yeah, let's just, let's just be honest. If you're in the streets and some of the principles of meekness, you know, you try to apply the principles of meekness into the streets, yep. it does come off as weakness. Yeah. So, yeah. how do you yeah. approach this? So, that's interesting. You brought up the Bible. Um, when there was a translation from the original Hebrew to the King James Version, a lot of words were lost in translation. Right. So, um, from what I recall in the Hebrew, Meekness means it doesn't mean those that are not capable of violence. It means those that are capable, but have it under control. So it's talking about, hey, don't don't be reckless with your power. But if necessary, then go ahead and do the damn thing. I'll give you an example. (laughs) Okay. So you're talking about your man, Jesus. Right. The Jesus piece. So, you know, they had a little... The little, uh, what do you call those, the little medallions, what would Jesus do? Right. I'm going to tell you, man, that boy flipped over the the uh, the, the table in yeah. the synagogue. He flipped over the table because they was doing money exchanges in there and got a whip and beat them boys and ran them boys up out that temple. Jesus did that? Jesus, that's in that and, Bible. And that's why Jesus is black. That sounds like something my right? Yeah, like, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Go, what y'all girl? doing? <laughs> what y'all doing? Hold my hair. Hold my hair, baby. Right, right. Santa Claus, too. He black, too, girl. <laughs> Jesus took, his, be slaying. Jesus be took slaying. his sandals off and started whooping ass. He did with that sandal though. So that's in the Bible, right? So he was meek, but he wasn't weak. They always just say, they talk about the love part. So matter of fact, in the Bible it talks about God is love, but God is also war. So what it's talking about selective control. It's not talking about weakness. Weakness is the lack of the capacity to impose violence, to regulate when you need to regulate, you know. Right. Okay. 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 So I'm trying to think about this. So how is weakness different from turning the other cheek? 
I mean, because they always talk about Jesus going, you know, turn the other cheek. And it was all about love, like you just said, though. But how was that not weak? And he goes, Jesus turned the other cheek and he did this and that. And I go, so it's situationally dependent, right? Oh, look at you coming back with that. There you go. So (sighs) if if you need to have it under control, every situation is not resolved with violence. So, for instance, I'll give you an example. So primates. okay, we why when people. Why when we get in an engagement, a disagreement, why do we first disagree with words, then we'll elevate our voice, then we escalate to posturing, then we shove, and then we fight, and then we kill. Why do we go through those steps? Why don't we just kill the motherfucker when we pissed off? <laughs> well, you go to jail for one. There you go. Yeah. So why is that a consequence? Why do we make that rule? You feel me? You, you, yeah, I mean, but you, you can't just go around killing people. And, and for somebody to get, t- uh, take it that far, I mean, it's a lot for some people to even have one conflict, though. I mean, t- to get to that point, they might, but once it gets to a, an, a level of voices raising, they might go, you know what? And they'll shut down and either walk away from you sometimes, you know? That's what happens. I mean, to get to a point of physical contact, sometimes it's like that's almost enough. Or just even voices elevating, that's enough for people to go, okay, this is getting out of hand. I got to leave. Which is all situational. So if you're in an argument, maybe it's not warranted. Hey, hey. (laughs) Maybe it's not warranted that you do that. But if somebody uh, starts fighting you, the fight, you didn't look for the fight, but the fight came to you. Right. So now I'm meek and I just get that ass whooped, right? Okay. Now I'm going to pull out a gun. I got to kill a motherfucker. So it's relevant now. So why do we have, why do we go through those different levels of, of force escalation? Why don't we just jump to the top tier? So say, because... In any um, social social environment or infrastructure, you're going to have uh, a dominance hierarchy. You're going to have leaders, of and course. then there's going to be a cascade of, of where people fall in. Um, now, how do we determine that? Well, we got to figure out that dominance. So when people first come together, we got we to gotta navigate that. So we're going to have disagreements. People are going to volley for position. Without that infrastructure, everything's chaotic. So this is all subconscious. Most people aren't conscious of it. And that's where Jordan Peterson, which we'll talk about later, says even lobsters have dominance hierarchy. So now how do we figure that out? So if I go killing everybody, right. that's we're a group. Now, if you look at like, say, prison, right? Yeah. Ancient tribes. Uh, if there's five of us and 50 of them. We're probably gonna lose. Just facts, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's no, why you join no, gangs and yeah, prison. No 300 here, no you feel me? Ain't no yeah. 300. We yeah. just gonna get slayed, yeah. right? That's <laughs> why right. so Santa Claus was a black man. He'd be slain. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, that being said, we need our numbers to survive. We're talking about on a very primal scale. Even in society, we need each other. So, the fireman comes and puts out your fire, right. the medic comes and hand, handles medical. You handle the comedy, I handle the killing. You feel me? Right. I'm a Navy SEAL, right? So, we need each other because we can't have all skills. So that being said, numbers matter. Now, if we resolve the conflict by violence in 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 primal days, if if I bit you and you got a gash, you probably get infected and die. We didn't. There wasn't medical times like this. If I broke your bone in a fight, so when you fight, injuries happen. You probably couldn't hunt. So if I get rid of my numbers, so I was just telling a guy in jujitsu, hey bro, you're hurting everybody you're training with. Dial it back a notch. You ain't gonna have no training partner. So how are you gonna get better? If I injure the person that's essential for my group, while we're just trying to figure out the order of things, I won't have a group to help me survive. So we have to have levels of engagement 
where we handle disagreements, where we handle challenges, okay. right, which is difficult, which requires strength. Handling challenge requires strength. We have to have levels of strength that don't escalate to the top or else you won't have a group to work with. So there's different levels of, 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 of strength versus, and that's why you need meekness, right? So you have to have meekness because you have to have relevant use of force. A relevant use of force. Okay, so is that, in a way, does it deal with society now and, like, uh, say, the police? Exactly. Have a relevant use of force, or supposedly have a relevant use of so force. So that used to be called um, the use of force continuum, and it was built like a pyramid. Okay. Now they it was just called use of force, and it went from the lowest to the highest, and it didn't really go both ways. Okay. Now it's called relevant use of control. So controlling the scenario. Okay. So that's, it's, it's necessary. So it's a relevant use of necessary force, relevant use of reasonable or necessary force. So if you pull out a gun and I pull out my gun, if you put it down, say, okay, I don't need to shoot you. It's no longer relevant. Does everybody follow that? So yeah. now before that, it would just went one way. When you put out that gun, it was a use of force that went to the pyramid and it went up. Once I pull out that gun, yeah. the, 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 the the archetype of that only was one direction. Okay. So once I pulled out that gun, I was shooting a motherfucker. <laughs> you feel me? So now that 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 level of of power wasn't relevant to the whole situation. Okay. So that's why you have to have meekness. So meekness is the capacity to have power to do violence to regulate, like Nate Dog regulators. <laughs> you feel me? Mount up, mount up, right? Um, and it's the power to do that relevant to the scenario. So meekness is talking about the relevant use of power, not the lack of power. What if you have a lot of alpha dogs in the same? Like, okay, like okay, let's like a football team. Yep, that's nothing but alpha males on alpha male, or even you guys with the seals. There you go. You have to be an alpha male. You can't be like, yeah, man, let's just go in and exactly. like take over this country, bro. There I you mean, go. You have. I mean, it's a lot of alpha males. So how do you decide who's the alpha male of the alpha males, and how do we relevant uh, make this, uh, like you said, relevant use of power? That's why you have different levels of capacity to navigate the challenge of figuring out who's the top dog. How do you do that? So it might start off with words. It might then it might escalate. You might raise voices. You might engage in a like in wrestling. You'll have a wrestle off. Well, that's physical confrontation. So you now so you're trying to determine who's going to wrestle at one fifty, right? So now you can say, well, I deserve it better. You go, no, I deserve it better. No, I deserve it. Hey, wrestle off. Now it's physical, but I don't I don't DDT you and break your neck. <laughs> true, yeah, true. Okay, but but okay in, in a team situation. Okay, let's, if he says wrestling, say oh, who deserve who deserves to be the captain? Now, is the captain the the one who has the most wins, or, does, or everybody listens to, or they go, that's the dude that we're following because of what? I mean, because like I said, they're all alpha males, and especially in a football situation, I think they relegate that to the quarterback. Yeah. But you can't tell me that the Baltimore Ravens didn't have Ray Lewis as the. Uh, I mean, he to me he was the ultimate leader. He was the ultimate alpha male, and there were a lot of, especially in football. Football is a great example. To me, wrestling is relegated because of weight classes, and you like you said, a wrestle off. Yeah, but the wrestle off is even. Even though there might be two alpha males, but when they wrestle off, the guy who wins, you know, three two or whatever, this might you might be an ultimate alpha male, but say I'm a technician and I beat you. You might have more alpha in you, but I have a technician and I can keep my my 
you know, my mental and everything and my physical and go, you know what? I'm not going to let this dude, whatever he might be. And, you know, me out in the streets. Yeah. But in this controlled environment, I know I'm better than him. So we have rest off and I'm going to beat you. But you still might have more alpha in you. Does that make sense? That that is a mentality. So you said, how do you sort out who's the alpha dog? Yeah. And that's where you come with a meritocratic environment. The person that is most capable and delivers the best contribution. So in that instance, you have a lot of tenacity because yeah. you're an alpha. Huh? You have a lot of mental tenacity and testosterone. But my technique when we face off is superior to getting wins for the team. So my competency of technique is, is superior to getting wins for the whole squad overall okay. versus your tenacity. In another scenario, it might play out that your tenacity ends up getting more wins. So when we wrestle off, maybe this person's tenacity beats the technician. What's the bottom line? What serves the squad best? But it has to be done with levels of control. We can't wreck each other. So that's where meekness versus weakness. Like I could have you in a suplex when we do the wrestle off and not choose the DDT. You could, you could snap me up and then be like, all right. And they're like, he got him, bro. And then we call it. That's meekness. I had the capacity to slam you and really prove that I was the alpha dog and just end all competition by snapping your motherfucking neck. <laughs> but I'm going to be meek right now. I'm going to turn the other cheek. That's what it means. I have the capacity, but I'm not going to do that because I doesn't serve the squad better. That's where meekness comes in. So meekness is when you control your capacity for regulatory violence to serve the squad in a greater capacity, even though I could fuck you up. <laughs> I love you always kill me because you, you break it down to the street level, It's which is what I love about it. I don't know if you remember Dennis Miller, the, the comedian, who he's, it was back in the, I think, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Anyway, yeah. he was a brilliant comic, but he'd say words that were just like, what is he talking about? Yeah. But then he'd bring it down to this level, and that's what you do. Because I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. following you like, what? And then, <laughs> and then you bring it down to, yeah. where I could fuck you up. Yeah. And that's where I, and that's where you get me. That's where you captivate me, because I'm trying to follow you like, what are you, Fuck talking, you talking about, about? Willis? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. How does that work? Like, say in a relationship, say, you know, like whatever relationship you're in, yep. let's just say a uh, man and woman relationship, you know, how you get in arguments or whatever. How does that work then? Like, how do you say, I'm not going to be her stepping stone. I'm going to stand up for myself. But how do you, how do you be meek, but not be like weak? Because women hate weak men. Yeah. I don't care what they say about this new generation, whatever. Women hate a weak man. Nothing a woman hates in a weak ass man. But how do you regulate that within the confines of a relationship? Oh, that's good. So again, it's all about, so I like, I have a saying when I'm teaching tactical, don't be right, be relevant. So a lot of times when you argue, you just argue to be right. Yes. But you're not relevant. So you give me new information and I'm not listening because I'm just trying to tr prove my point and I don't get the new information. And then we just argue about nothing. And then when you sleep on it and then get up and you're like, damn, what was we arguing about? That was dumb. And then I hear what she's saying. Right. But if you're relevant, that means I keep an open mind. So intelligence is is primarily indicated in psychology by openness, meaning I'm, I'm open to receive new information. So being right is way more important than being relevant. Now, I'm going to use the relevant amount of engagement in relationship to what? So you got to have in, you got to have a, a reference point. OK, so the reference point is what serves the team best. That's the bottom of the fucking line. What serves our relationship best is me being right on this topic better or is me being relevant to this end game that's better for us better? That's the thing we're after.
So now if if I'm absolutely like, no, I'm going back in the store. No, there's a shootout in the store. So a situation happened with my mom and she's like, hey, my car's broke down. I'm going to just stay here with my car. I'm like, no, you're not, ma. I was like, my, she's like, well, I got valuable stuff here. I was like, if you stay with the car, I'm not staying out here all night because I got to go home and you're coming with me. She's like, well, no, I'm staying with my stuff. I'm like, no, you're not. Because if somebody comes and you're trying to protect your stuff, they're going to hurt you and the stuff. Right. And I'm like, no, you're absolutely not. And it got hit, hit into a heated debate. But that was worth it because the end game is the survivability of my mother. Beautiful. Okay, so how did that work out? Eventually it worked out in, in the favor in, in my favor because she saw the end game of survivability. That's you see what I'm saying? Yes, I but, do. But I didn't back off. Now right. I didn't now I didn't start cussing my motherfucking mama out. Because my I mama know. gonna get that sandal. Because I know you're here. And then break my yeah, <laughs> I'd be gone. Decimated. Defecated. Where's <laughs> <laughs> Chris Kitty and there's yellow tape yeah. in front of your door? With the little chalk yeah. outlaw. With the little rerun chalk outlaw. <laughs> you feel me? But I went back down though, bro, because <laughs> hey ma, you gonna make me have to it's gonna be some chalk lines either way. Cause if they hurt you, I'm gonna make some chalk line. You feel me? <laughs> but if I cuss my mama out, she gonna hit me with that flip-flop. Exactly. You feel me? Yeah, okay. So. Black women be wearing heels. That heel would have been i I've been done, bro. Feel me? So, <laughs> hit me with the church okay, fans. So. Slap. Yeah. Okay, so I, I that is a perfect example. That's a great example, by the yeah. way, because I think your mom, like you said, saw the end game and at the fact that you're a son and you actually stood up for it, which made her probably go, Okay, he's probably right because he's standing up and I know my son, so Maybe I should listen to him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. wait a minute, confines of a relationship, which is a little bit different. Yeah. If you're yeah. in a relationship, and you know how it can be, you know, when they start arguing back and forth, how do you make somebody see that if, if they're just arguing to argue and you're trying to see the relevance of it and try to make them see the relevance of it? It, it sometimes, um, sometimes it doesn't pan out. People just stand where they stand. So sometimes when you, if you have a principle that you think is worth everything, then you stand on it. So that's wh that's where strength comes in. If that principle is worth more than what, for instance, my mother's life was worth more than than peace at that moment, because there would have been a greater loss of peace if she stayed and something happened. So I stood on that, even though it was a very heated debate. Yes, yes. Okay. So if if there's a principle that that you believe is worth it, then you stand on it, and then that that might dissolve the, the relationship but that principle needs to be worth that or that end game needs to be worth that you have to know your principles and your values first and you ever now you have you ever been in that situation in, in a relationship like with somebody yeah. you were you know where where it got to the argument did you have the presence of mind that like let's let her see the relevance of this or yeah, or if, did you ever get have you ever lost your stuff with it with a woman you were with you know what i mean like because yeah. we could all be we could all say this and then once it comes down to it's, it's almost like practicing the game you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, every human being is going to have errors. So my point is, well, that's not being meek. You use excessive force. That's when you get in trouble. <laughs> that's when policemen get in trouble. That's when, so People. If you, if, you, if, you're, if you do it and it's not pointed at the proper principle, then that, that wasn't meekness. That was recklessness. So there is weakness, okay. helplessness. And that's what I want to talk about. Jordan Peterson said, a helpless, being helpless is not a virtue. The ability to not stand up for principles that you believe in is not a virtue. A lot of people will like you because you're agreeable and you agree with what they say, 
but but that doesn't serve the the end game of humanity, your team, your family. Sure, ma, do what you want, and then and then something happens to her. And I was likable to her, but in that moment, I was not necessarily likable because I had to have the strength to to engage my my strength and disagreeability. Now, in another scenario, it might be a principle that. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you want to eat here? Or you want to eat here? Well, that's different. Okay, but I really want this food. <laughs> it, it, yeah. yeah, but but it's a it's a broad stroke example on the other side of the spectrum. I'm right. not gonna have that same level of disagreeable engagement in any relationship, maybe on that topic, because it's not worth. That's not that's not gonna hurt the relationship. That the eating here or there is not gonna hurt it. So there, I'm gonna be meek. Okay, cool, whatever, don't matter. Yeah, I think that's a little different, though. I mean, but I... It I, is I, different. Yeah. I, that's the point. Relevant. It depends on the relevancy. Yeah, but I, but I had to ask relationship because, like I said, it, it's different when it when it comes to, you know, like I said, but I'm going man and woman, but yeah. If if you have a principle that you believe is worth sacrificing everything for, then you stand on it. And sometimes that will be... Not, that's off the table. The relationship's over. It's dissolved. Now, what if your situation is, say, the role of where, like, Mom and dad used my mom and dad used to fight all the time. And it's weird because my dad would like I was like in the middle, you know, like kind of the kind of the peacekeeper in a way. So and I don't know if I was at that age where I realized uh what I was doing, but if I was agreeable to both of them, even though it was two different scenarios, would that make me meek or weak? If like I was like the peacemaker, put it this way. Mom and dad never got along. When they went, they went to Las Vegas for uh, uh for a vacation, which I knew wasn't gonna work. My dad would call me, boy, your mama, she wants to get up early, right? And then my mom would call me, boy, your daddy. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like trying to be agreeable to both of them. You know, like I don't, but I didn't have, I didn't have the wherewithal at that time or the clairvoyance at that time to stand up and say, well, daddy, maybe you should do this. Or mama, I just was like a listener and trying to facilitate both of their, whatever, when they were trying to convey it toward me, what they were going through. Again, the answer is pretty simple. So you got two parties. Is this person... Really, is their end game what they're trying to push hurtful or helpful, right? So on that one, in a situation where it's pretty clear, well, this person is pushing an agenda that's probably not best for the for the entirety of the family. Okay, then I will be disagreeable with that person. So there are scenarios. There's all kind of gray area. We could go on and on about it. But the 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 metric of that is: is it hurtful or helpful to the to the greater cause, not the the moment? So so. Meekness has what's called conscientiousness involved. Conscientiousness is delayed gratification. So I'm going to look at this scenario and go, should I whoop his motherfucking ass? Eh, no. You know what I'm saying? Because later down the line, that's not going to play out right. Follow me? So when you're in that wrestle-off, you're like, I could slam this motherfucker and get rid of my competition. Yes. Right? Right. But it's... Man, is that worth, and maybe we're friends. Is that worth risking the friendship? Is that worth his family being said? No, no, I'm going to have conscientiousness to say that's not worth it, so I'm not going to do that right now. That's meekness. So I'm not going to execute my capacity for violence or power or control because later down the line, to serve the team or to serve the cause, that will injure that. That's going to hurt that. So that's meekness. So I look a little bit down the line with conscientiousness, delay gratification, and say right now is not the time to execute my power. Now, on the other side, there's a couple other things I wanted to bring up. So, Jordan Peterson, a brilliant psychologist, talks about developing the dark side. So what's that mean? Your ability to be a monster as needed. So, I'll give you an example. It's absolutely necessary. 
Um, so we have archetypes. He talks about beauty and the beast. He talks about relationships and women. So that story is about uh, a woman that's looking for a good mate. So you have a psych, a narcissistic psychopath, the other guy, I forget his name. Yeah. And he's, he's all about himself and he's got a bunch of yes men around him and she won't, she won't fuck with him. Okay. Because he doesn't have, a psychopath does not have their tendencies under control. They're, they're off. They're always going to, they're always going to act out in a manner that is not better for the end game. Right. That's a psychopath. Now check it out. Now she ends up with the beast who has the capacity for violence, but he can also be reciprocating in, in love, compassion, and he can, he can be compassionate, but if it's necessary to fight the psychopath, he can turn on that beast. So you see that over and over where the, the queen gets him in those Disney stores and then he turns into whatever animal into a prince. He's got the capacity for both. So that's why you practice. You got to be comfortable with your dark side because the world is a wicked place yes, and there's is. a lot of evil. Yes, it is. Uh, not to get off the path where you're on now, which I think is beautiful, by the way. I love mm -hmm. that. Is in a way up in a way what we were just talking about is say you had a family and you know, they met the world to you and say you went out to the store to get something. And for some reason, somebody goes, hey, man, and they try to fight you. And you realize I would kill this dude and he's saying all this shit to you, but you walk away. No one, you could fuck this dude up. You go, I'm going to walk away because I have so much more to lose if I do. Because if I hit him, he hits his head, boom, and go. he dies. I go to prison. My, my wife, my kid, they're out now. You that's know? meekness. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. So that's, it. that's meekness. I right? literally walked out from my gym and then somebody, it, it was in a strange context, said the N word to me. And, 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 and yeah, out, out in my spot, right behind my spot. So really? everybody looked at me like, what's he going to do? So I got up and I walked off. So this dude followed me and he goes, bro, he goes, you're the only guy that can whoop that motherfucker's ass. You do all kind of martial arts in this net. Why you ain't whoop his motherfucking ass for saying the N word? And I go, well, it's not relevant to me. It's not accurate. So it doesn't even apply. And he goes, ah, oh, there's no reason. It, it's not, it's not worth it. The juice ain't worth the squeeze, bro. So I do that. It's first of all, that is not a proper description of my person. Right. And if I do that, what's the end game? Now my family's going to be in trouble. Right. Now my business will be in trouble. No, nah, I'm good. You have a lot to lose. There you go. At the same time, but, but did, did it first kind of give you a little, a little joke? Like, like I shot an alcoholic in the year. Okay, I'm good. I mean. Not in that instance. Nah, I really? was like, nah, because uh, the, that person wasn't relevant. He's just acting out and, and. I have more valuable things. Immediate. So my values and priorities are already clear and set. So I can gauge that really quick. And I dealt with that in other organizations. People said that to me. I'm like, hey, it is what it is. I said, I'm, I'll show you through my performance. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resolve that issue by being meek in this moment. And I'm going to outperform you over here. Okay. So that's what uh, Martin Luther King did. Uh, Jackie Robinson did. That's Gandhi. cool. Yep. Anybody who all of that, advocated. yeah, they had to that, yeah, that's me. Man, that man, that's so that's me. Had the capacity, had the capacity, man. That that right there, though, what you just described, because I know where your spot is, and I, you know, yep. and everything, and and that's happened too. Where you go, okay, you know what? And it's funny because, you know, I guess in the sixties, six early seventies, I mean, that was a, that was automatic almost, right? You hear that? Okay, you gotta take an ass, or you gotta take an L, or we're gonna, or we're gonna get to this point and see who takes the L. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I get that now. It's like you know what, and it, and I, 
I applaud you for that. But although you're a martial artist, so it's like that, that, and I know you, so it's like knowing you could, and you're also one that Zen and that, and breathing and, uh, and yoga. I know it sounds all like, like supernatural, whatever. Yeah. So, but BT, but, why are you practicing all that in martial arts? The reason why you practice martial arts. Self-control. Exactly. For, for what? For violence. You're creating a monster when you need it. When you so need it. So what you it. do is yes. you start off, in most martial arts, you start off with a ready position and then a fighting stance. That is a state transformation. I'm calm and cool. I'm meek. But within, I have the capacity. Now, at this point, I turn it on, the monster. And then after you do your, so you start your form with a ready position. Now I'm ready. The monster is ready. Ha! And then I start, the monster is released. And then when I'm done, guess what? Go back to my ready position. I bow out. I put the monster back in the box. It's there, though. Follow me? Yeah, so, of course. So I am, I am docile but never domesticated. Oh, this dude. That is beautiful. You feel me? Yes, I do. I now I love when, when that light bulb hits when I talk to you. I love it. And it... And what you're saying is, and that, and this might sound like it's taking a different direction, but I think what you're teaching now should be taught in schools. And for me, and I don't take any, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but I just think inner city schools need that. It's schools, period, need that, but I think inner city schools definitely need that. You need to teach the kids that, like, hey, you know, this is going to help you on down the line. It will. And and here's another topic I want to talk about: Tim S. Grover. You know who that is? No. That's the athletic trainer I trained, Jordan, Kobe. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barkley. Yes, yes. And the one thing he talked about, so you hear this theme reoccurring with the elite. So that we talked about an elite uh, psychologist or, or social analysis, right? Now we're talking about an elite um, athletic trainer of the best of the best. Yes. And you know what he said in his book? What? Because I was saying it all the time. And I read, I'm like, man, finally somebody spoke on it. He said, he called them cleaners in his book. He said, Cleaners are people that are willing to do anything necessary to get the job done. He was talking about Jordan. Kobe. He was talking about Kobe. Yes. He talked about Barkley. And he said, cleaners are comfortable with their dark side. They're comfortable and accepted, and that's often their driving force. So, for example, Jordan had an issue with gambling. Well, what'd you call every game winning shot that the motherfucker took? A gamble. So he was a gambler. His dark side is that he's a gambler. And he made peace with that and he used that. You feel me? Yes. So now Barkley. Barkley, was, he, he said, I ain't in Bar Barkley's like, I'm not a role model because Barkley was comfortable with his dark side. Barkley threw a motherfucker, I don't know if you remember, threw a motherfucker out that glass. <laughs> I think it was in Houston, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a little Mexican dude. <laughs> yeah, he threw the motherfucker out the glass. The, the motherfucking judge said, hey. This is your sentence. Da, 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 da. Ham. She said, well, you got anything to say for I lay this hammer down? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, I hope you understand. Finally, you, you, you understand the consequence and are ready to fix your, get your shit in order. Right? Get your shit in gear. And he goes, you got anything to say? He goes, yes, yes, Judge, I have something to say. He said, I do, apol I, I do apologize that I threw this man out the first story window. Because I should have threw his ass out the second story <laughs> motherfucking window. Yeah! That's Bartley. Bartley's always been comfortable with his dark side. So Tim S. Grover, this, he said, there's certain people I wouldn't train. And really? this, this, make, this is not my words, but in his book, he said, I would never train uh, LeBron. I would never train AI. AI wouldn't show up for practice. He was talented, but he wasn't willing to do everything that it took. He also trained Dwayne Wade. 
Okay, but why not LeBron? Why not LeBron, though? He said they weren't willing to do whatever it took. He He's so busy trying to... And that's kind of like... Uh, so, we're, another example in another sport is like John Jones. He got that dark side. He be partying doing cocaine right before the fight. Yes. He's a little bit comfortable. And there's a guy named Chael Sonny. He said, man, why doesn't... But he keeps trying to act like Ephesians 3, 36. He keeps trying to do Bible quote. He's like, bro, Come on, man. you a heel. Yeah. Except your dark side. That's what makes you who you are. Now, he, he, he's saying let that go and accept that that dark side is what makes you this talented cat. Now, that being said, you need to have that under full control. That's what martial arts is teaching. It can't be right. So there's, there's weakness. Weakness is not a virtue. Helplessness is not a virtue. When challenges arise, you can't face them. If somebody tries to rob you and your family, you're helpless. That is not a virtue. Meekness is when you have delayed gratification or discretion, your ability to decide, does this serve the end game? Does this serve the greater cause or not? But you have the monster within. And recklessness is when the monster can't be put back in the box. That doesn't serve the end game because you you open Pandora's box, Tasmanian devils. Yes! You just fucking everything up. You feel me? Fuck we doing here, man. You feel me? Don't nobody like to be around a reckless motherfucker. So I want to talk yes. about what other point here. So in the SEAL teams, we have a saying. In order to kill a monster, you have to be a monster. This is just true in life. In order to, to stop a hacker, you have to be a hacker. Now, what they call it? White hat hacking. Why? Because you have it under control and you're doing it for a greater cause. So you, you can't stop the hacker if you don't know what he's doing. So there's a hacker and there's a white hat hacker because he's got it under control and that control is being used for a better cause. Now, with the SEALs, there's terrorism, and we do the exact same motherfucking thing, but it's called counterterrorism. So when this, this thing is executed, and that's all a matter of perspective, but on a broad stroke, when this evil is executed, right, then we release the monster, we execute, and I come back home. But I'm not walking around shooting motherfuckers in the face and slitting throats on a regular basis. You follow me? Yes. So, it, so you have to be a monster to kill a monster. And that's what uh, Tim S. Grover saying. That's what Jordan Peterson. You have to have the monster within. That's meekness. Weakness is when you don't have the monster. Recklessness. That's the movie John Rambo. Boy, just went ahead. Well, they, hey, pu- they pushed him. They, they pushed did. Rambo. Rambo yeah. was a good dude. And that you're on his side. They pushed him to. They did. He was a good guy. They pushed yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he really was. Er, er, yeah. <laughs> er, I mean, you can never got a draw <laughs> You couldn't help but like, he went to go see his black friend, yep. remember? And his black friend was killed. He was yep. all depressed. Yeah, and yeah. that cop just kept pushing and pushing him. And then his monster got released. And you, and you didn't feel bad for that cop one no. bit. No. So, and that and that's kind of to the point. So one yeah. other thing I want to talk yeah. about. There's I a the thing, rails, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just hitting hitting these key points for the <laughs> for, our, for our listeners out here. Weakness, weak, a weak man or a helpless man is not a good man. Jordan Peters. A weak man... Or helpless man is not a good man. A good man is a very violent man that has it under control. I love that. I love right? that. Yes. So he's docile, but don't get it twisted. Just because I'm light-skinned <laughs> don't mean I'm domesticated. <laughs> you can get I don't have an OnlyFans page. I got an OnlyHands page, homie. You can, you can visit my OnlyHands page, cuz. For real. <laughs> <laughs> you feel man, what I'm saying, Cuz? Man, we got it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I, mm. I want to take a I want to take a TO on that one. That, that would kill me. Y'all don't have an only. That's man. a little bit. So in the SEAL teams, we have a word for that. In order to be a monster, you have to be a monster. 
That's true. So the weakness means you don't have the monster within. Now you need to develop and train that monster. So that's what you're doing when you do wrestling. Okay, before that, so there was a there was an old Looney Tunes cartoon, bro. And I don't know if you remember this, but and it, and it, it was actually probably kind of prejudiced. Them old Looney Tunes cartoons. Oh, they're, no, they're all racist. They're racist as fuck. So they had a dude that was like some type of animal, but he was brown skin, and there was a bell that would go off, and he'd say "ping," and he'd be like, he'd be like, "Yes, a boss," and he'd be like "ping," and he go. Like, bing! He'd be like, okay, balls. <laughs> it was racist to the motherfucker. Point is, that motherfucker, when that bell went off, the monster came out. Yes. So, so we have to be like that, but we control the bell. Relevant to what? A good cause of a long-term end game. Not reactionary. Responsible. So reaction is when the situation controls you. Response is when you are in control of the situation. So if I need, and that's what we talk about, reasonable and necessary use of control with law enforcement. So for this end game, I need to be, have a re- proper response in relationship to an end game that serves the people better. When you don't do that, that's called reckless. Use of force, use of aggression, use of words, right? So now, one more thing I wanted to point out here. So we call that controlled aggression. So in the SEAL teams, I had a guy, man, this dude was a bad motherfucker, man. And he was 250, 250 pounds. They didn't like this motherfucker. He didn't have it under control. They booted his ass out. Now he was, he was a stone cold killer, bad motherfucker. We don't want you here. How, how do you work with a motherfucker that can't control his aggressive and dominant rage? You can't work with him. Because he's not a team player. So you would think the SEAL teams wants killers. They want, they specifically use the term controlled aggression. That's, that is describing meekness, which goes back to the Hebrew. I have the capacity, but I don't do it all the time. So let's go one more step down the rabbit hole. I put this in the notes here. 4% of all society are psychopaths. Okay. A psychopath is somebody that is, and we, we touched on it earlier, they're, they're, they're off. They're biochemically off. And they're going to do violence, or, or harm, and it, they, they really can't control it. Now, they're very calculated, but they're off, and they, they have like a drive. They can't turn it off. So I want to show you a comparative analysis, mm-hmm. right? So what do you call it? And, and now, what regulates the psychopaths in our society, the people that will take advantage of you and do harm, are males that are capable and willing of doing violence, but have it under control. So if you have this psychopath and you have nobody that has a monster, so you got the monster of a psychopath, if you don't have a monster to check it, then the psychopaths begin to prevail. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. They, take it, they start taking advantage. Of course they do. I mean, it's, it's the animal that we are as people. It's in there. It, it really is. I mean, if you, if you let somebody walk all over you, and, and it's not, not meeting them, but just let somebody walk all over you without checking them, then they're going to continue to do it because we're animals. There you go. So... Now, that being said, let's do a comparative analysis of a psychopath. So a psychopath, he's off. He doesn't have it under control. Okay. Okay. I often say, and this is going to be a, a controversial statement. I'm like, SEAL team, the, the, in, the, in the special operations, they're psychopaths that have it under control. People say, what? I'm like, yeah, they're the same personality archetype. The difference is controlled aggression. That's the only difference. Watch this. Okay. What do you call it when you sit outside a motherfucker's house and watch him for a week? What you call that in the civilian world? <laughs> stalker. It's a stalker. We call that reconnaissance. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. in a bush, nigga, writing down notes of everything you're doing. Now, next, what do you call it when after you don't watch him for a week, 
You enter their house, not welcomed. Nigga, what's that called? That's breaking entering. That's a B and A. I'm a B and E. We call that a direct action. So I'm gonna watch you for a week, and now I'm gonna storm your estate. And then what do you call it when you shoot motherfuckers after you storm their estate? What do you call? Now say say we say say we we get a high value target, and then we take them with us after we storm the estate. That's so I watch you for a week. That's kidnapping. I, I fucking now I go into your crib. Unwelcome, and then I take you out of there. That's What's kidnapping. that called? That's kidnapping. That's a that's, that's that's five to ten at least. We call that body snatching. It's the same person. But what makes the difference is the law involved. I mean, that's the only that makes a difference. So the well, it's legal because we're serving a greater cause, and we have that under voluntary control, controlled aggression. So the psychopath can't. He's like, uh, he sees. Oh man, I got I gotta go. Look, look at that. I got to watch that motherfucker. They don't have control of it. The seal member's like, hey, you got a mission, blah, blah, blah. He watches them. He does a reconnaissance. Then he does a direct action. Then they grab the person. Body snatch. Same behavior. But then they go, okay, mission's over. Boop, that's off. Controlled aggression. The monster's back in the box. I'll give an example of why that's important. So there was a, there was a, uh, uh, a man that would, take children, take advantage of them, rape them, kidnap them, right? Yeah. And they said, they, they interviewed them. They said, what makes you decide which children to kidnap? And you know what he said? What? He said, I look at the fathers. And if the father seems weak, then I, then I abduct the child. He said, if the father seems like he'll be a problem or create an issue, meaning that he's got a monster in there, but he's docile, but he ain't domesticated. That motherfucker will unleash the cracking on my ass. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. I don't pick that kid. Wow. So of, of, of the, of the violence and, and the order, the universe goes from order to disorder. All of that takes strength, but there's a time to exert that strength in the face of evil, in the face of a psychopath, in the face of hardship. Now I have to turn that on. Other than that, that shouldn't be turned on. I should be meek. So going back, I'm, I'm going to go back to that when you talk about the dude that uh, with the children. Yep. So I mean, are there any like uh, statistics? Uh, I know that's one person, or whatever. But and I, I heard through the grapevine about this, also about the priest that molest the kids. Like they always think they chose the kids that were from single single uh, parent uh, households, maybe. And I think that now it all makes sense. Like maybe the, like they had nobody to go to that would come and you know tighten them up or whatever. You know what I mean? So it all makes sense now. If they had no father figure in their life or had somebody that was, there was going to be a grave repercussions, then those were the kids probably that got molested, unfortunately. Right. And that's the scenario. If you man, woman, doesn't matter who you are, white, black, any, any race, any nationality, you need to develop the monster and use it relevantly. And that's what Tim S. Grover's talking about. That's what Jordan Peterson's talking about. And that's what the SEAL team's talking about. The only way to kill a monster is to be a monster. But we want you to have controlled aggression because if you don't, you're a psychopath. We got all the same behaviors. Right. But it's under full control for the right end game. And I can, I can take that monster out. Now imagine, motherfucker say, hey, got a motherfucker trying to set off some nukes, nigga. You need to go handle that motherfucking problem. And I'm like, you know what? That makes me mad. Motherfucker's too docile. He ain't got no monster. He droopy. Even droopy on the cartoon black. You know what? That makes me mad. You know, you be beating his ass. You say, oh, shit. He say, damn it. 
damn you. Then one day you say, whap. He said, you know what? That makes me mad. Whap, 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 whap. Even Droopy had the motherfucking monster, cuz. You feel me? But if you don't have that monster, bro, who is going to regulate disorder? Who's going to regulate recklessness? Okay, so then we kind of go back to our last uh, our last podcast yep. that dealt with, uh, you know, like, I, it kind of goes with, uh, you know, you were afraid to cross over into that. Like, maybe, yep. Yep. maybe like, okay, you think, like, uh, uh, and how do you get over that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like say it was like a droopy, like, oh, I don't want conflict. And even though you're going, oh, that's my family, and you're still, like, kind of, I hate to say meek, but say you're weak. Like, what if you can't develop that? What if, what if that person doesn't have that capacity for that? There's, there's, unfortunately, there's people out there who are that way. And yep. you see them and like, oh, man, this guy. You almost feel like you have to jump in and somebody's messing with it because you know yep. they're going to take an ass whooping and they're not going to hit back, you know, it, which is sad. And, and I kind of feel for them because, man, it comes time, man, you just got to stand up and be like, hey, I'm going to follow my shield. And, and, but there's people you see who are just, I mean, they just don't, they don't have that capacity in them to strike back. Some of that, one of, and, and some people's personality archetypes biochemically is, is not set up that way. Yeah, and that's why you have to have some. I hate but, that, but yeah. a lot of that can be correctable. And then you ask, how do you correct it? Yes. You, you have to have clear values and principles. And you say, hey, what, what it, how important is this thing for me? And then you ask yourself certain questions. If I don't stand up to this, if I don't confront this, this thing that's important to me, what will happen to that? And you got to see that's conscientiousness again. So one of the hallmarks for success is intelligence. And the second one is conscientiousness, your ability to look to the future. They're looking at the moment or they look to the future and go, hey, man, the pain I'm going to receive for standing up to this is greater than whatever I think is important. So the pain, so the peace is more important than conflict, than this, than this thing, than this principle. Peace is more important. So their major thing is peace, peace, peace. I just want peace. No problem, no problem, no peace. So that's their primary value. But if there is something that's of greater value than peace, for instance, a loved one, okay, then that, you have to to make the mind understand by asking, taking them down that rabbit hole. Hey, bro, is this what you value? What happens if you don't stand for that? And then you have to let them see that in their mind's eye. Then that starts to make a change. It won't be immediate, but that starts to develop a change within their mind that, hey, peace is not worth this when somebody's trying to kill my family, when somebody's trying to take advantage of, of my money. Peace is not worth it. Confrontation. Is is the answer in that situation? Releasing that monster. So it's a developmental process. Man, I I mean I get you on so many levels on here. I, I mean I really do. Am I just saying it? I really do. Sometimes out in the streets, it's totally different. I mean I, I'm a person that I, I I push a lot of stuff down when I should speak up and I don't. I like keep it here, and then it comes out at the worst moment sometimes where I, you know like ah, I really shouldn't have went off like that in that Starbucks. You know what I mean or whatever. I just come out of a weird situation. Samuel Jackson, that motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> motherfucker, I want my drink. <laughs> I want my latte. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth, though. It's like, it's like in some situation. Whipped cream, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? So have you, have you seen that? They had they had a commercial Stop. with. Stop it. They had a commercial Stop with it. Samuel Jackson, and they had his cologne. It was called Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I somebody think said you that, somebody that. said that to me. Yeah, somebody said that to me. I think it was last night. Somebody said that to me. Yeah, That's yeah, sophisticated, yeah. Samuel. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, I let it get to a point, and then when we get to that, like, if I'm getting 
But if it, where it, it rises to the point where I can't, there's gets to the point where I can't stop it though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I should like, if you're an asshole, people who are assholes and know they're assholes, they know how to push people to the point of, okay, it's getting violent and they know how to dial it back. Me, I keep it down here and I let, so I let too much shit slide to when it does come out, man, it gets ugly and I can't stop. I feel like I can't stop it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's my problem. The confrontation should have happened earlier. It so, should have happened So earlier. what happened in your mind is you feel that, that this principle is totally violated and yes. I've gotten to the point of no return. Yes. So that's what I'm talking about. Being clear on your values and principles early. Hey, on this thing, this is worth confrontation early. This thing is important. And ultimately, if this person keeps going at this point, I'm very clear about my my values and principles. I'm going to stand on this 10 toes down. Hey, this is something that's non-negotiable. You say that early. I see you going in that direction. This is something I'm going to stand 10 toes down on. I'm not budging on this. You say that early because you already know where you stand. When you don't have clear values and principles, that's ambiguous. That's a fog. And then when you get to that point, because you're like, hey, man, fuck this. I ain't. And it's too late. You that's where I saying? get. That's where I get. And I'm thinking right now of when the situation happened, I was flying Southwest, which is my number one. That yeah. right there was a problem. Yeah. I was flying right. Southwest. <laughs> and I was, I remember, I was, see, I remember this like it was yesterday. I was, I think C8 or whatever, right? Yep. And, you know, you stand in line. And so I stopped, my bag did something, I stopped and took my bag, and this dude went around me and got in front of me. Yep. And I go, hey, man, you just cut. He goes, no, man, I was C2. And I said, you should have said the shit back there. And then, and I go, I can't stop this. And it's 5 o'clock in the morning, to the point I go, hey, man. And I got, like, this is his neck. And I go, hey, man, you should have said it. And people are turning around and looking. I'm like, oh, God. And I, I, re- I literally feel myself. I can't stop it. I'm yeah, going, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And I go, look, man. And then finally some dude would had the clairvoyance to go, hey, man, we're all flying to the same place. And I, and that and that that was what stopped me. Yeah. With that dude. And thank God for that dude because, man, I was getting to the point. It was the point of no return. And even though, but that happened. It wasn't a situation where I, I, I could have stopped. In the, I mean, it happened so quick that I didn't, that I didn't have a chance to, like, you know, it happened like on like that, and that's some, when I just somebody kept... violated one of your principles that you were willing to go to the to the death for. Yeah, but you got to be clear on what those principles. So, for instance, when I'm training, so I I teach combatives internationally and things like that. Yes, the 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 reasonable and necessary use of control has to have very clear metrics. When that happens, this is this is deadly force. If he tries to grab my gun. I I can sh- that's deadly for if yes. he pulls out a knife and he's this close. Yes. So, so so there's very clear metrics of reasonable use of control and deadly force. Follow that. Same thing for a SEAL team with a mission. Hey, if this happens, engage. If this happens, disengage. The mission is clear. Now stuff can get ambiguous, but the the major hallmarkers of what's nego- hey, at this point, the mission's botched. Get out of there. Too many men died. There's no no reason for more men to die. Disengage. Hey, bro, at this point, we're trying to go in silent, get somebody. Hey, if a motherfucker opens fire, and you're, go ahead and engage. If, the, if the, the, the primary package, the person that we're the hostage we're trying to rescue, they're going to fire on them, go ahead and engage. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. So that the, the, the values, the principles, the metrics are very clear. So as you need to make your metrics of your values and principles very clear. So there, a situation that you had there was there is a, a value or a principle or a metric that you haven't quite made clear because you're like, I don't know why that happened. So now you got to sit down with yourself and walk. What was it that was violated? Respect? If somebody violates respect. my respect, yes. I'm going to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. 
I'm gonna spray that cologne. Feel me? <laughs> so you gotta find that. You gotta find that mission metric. You can't just be spraying motherfucker. You the shit smell good, but there's a point like strippers where you put too much of the shit on the shit stink. You understand what I'm saying, bro? Like you, you covering, you covering up. Must be that motherfucker on you. You covering up some ass. You know that motherfuckers be smelling all sweaty and shit and spray. Like, bro, you can't cover up that much stink with the motherfucker cure. You feel me? <laughs> you break it down. Like I said, you break it down to the point. Everybody can understand the, this the shit. stink is you not being clear on your metrics. Yes. So there's three, there's three, there's a couple stinks we talking about here. Weakness, which is you don't have the ability. You ain't got no cologne, but you got B.O. Nigga, that's wrong. That's weakness. Yeah. I don't have the ability to do nothing about the smell. <laughs> right? right? Then, okay, what is what is meekness? Okay, I could wash up. You remember that, <laughs> that, that thing with Jamie Foxx? He said he got on the plane. <laughs> he said, I went, got on the plane to Africa. And he was like, man, something was stinking in this book. He said, man, this motherfucker didn't have no deodorant. He said, motherfucker, you stink. He said, motherfucker, you stink. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So now I have the ability to clean, the, but I'm working out, man. I'm not going to keep putting on deodorant in the middle of a workout. But right. I got the ability, if I stink, to put, after I get done, I'm going to put on this deodorant. Okay, right. That's, right. that's meekness. I ain't going to put it on now. I'm going to put on. Then there's just reckless. You the stripper. You stink. You need to go wash up, but you spraying motherfucker cure over the stink. That's reckless. Go wash up. Go wash your ass. Feel me? Feel what I'm saying? God damn, I swear to God, man. Oh, I live for these. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I live for these, man. This is there's no. I don't think I'm more focused. <laughs> Listen to you talk. Trying to keep up, and then you break it down there. I go okay to a stinky strip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can't relate to that. But in real life. Even Nikolai, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I will hit you full board. I've been in Siberia. With a before. metal pipe. <laughs> Without remorse. <laughs> I don't think our people know our sound dude, man, our technician, he's from Russia. We think he's a spy. He never he's never said no. No. Nope. He never he just goes, ah, you guys are so funny. Dude. Anyway. <laughs> Don't fuck, don't Vladimir, fuck with the Russians. Vladimir, I think the black guys know, but no one listens to them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they are irrelevant. Doesn't matter. Dude, I, I love these this. black guys are number one bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but their music is incredible. <laughs> Actually, I had a friend, bro. Uh, he's from Russia, and he said they listen to a lot of the same music. He was like, brother, they listen to, bro. He was saying, you know, order me 50 Cent. He's like, brother, they dress like, he's like, brother. He's like, they dress like black people. Dude, You'd be amazed. The whole world knows. They just don't listen to us when it comes to other shit. But, I mean, yeah. we basically rule, kind of like women. They rule yeah. the world, but they don't. You know what I mean? Like, our yeah, body's yeah. our choice, and our government goes, nah, not so fast. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it's the same thing with black people. It's like, we kind of, we set the trends for everything, and then it comes to listen to us, and reparations, they go, eh. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Not today, tomorrow. <laughs> in you a minute, get, man. In you a get minute. some fried chicken on yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> and some free motherfucking. Hey, but so, because I know, I already know, we be here all day. Check it out. So here's a saying that talks about meekness and weakness, and it doesn't apply. This is the saying, and I'm, I'm going to say it one way, and I'll say it another way. Okay. Strong men make good times. Whoa, say it for, for, say, say for the back row. Here's a, here's, a, here's a whole saying. Strong men make good times. 
Good times make weak men. Weak men make bad times. Bad times make strong men and it's cycles. But you can also just replace that with people. So that's the saying, right? Okay. So check it out. Strong people make good times. Good times, motherfuckers get soft, make weak people. Weak people make bad times. Bad, bad times, times make strong people. people. Now, here's another oh, saying. Here's another that. saying. Everybody hates the warrior until the enemy's at the gate. So motherfuckers like us, why are you always fighting and, bro, you overdoing it. You paranoid. No, no, I'm developing the monster. So in our, in our coddle culture to this day, if you overly masculine, if you over vigilant, if you, hey man, you, you toxic, you're doing too much. No, no, no. Everybody hates the warrior to the enemies at the gate. When that time happens, hey man, where's that dude at? <laughs> where's homeboy at? You feel me? Where, where's Black Mike at? Where yeah, you feel me? Somebody get Black Mike. Where's Samuel? Get somebody to cuss this motherfucker out. <laughs> hey, because you know why? You got to prepare that monster. Yes. It's got to be under full control. But people that, people that, haven't dealt with a reckless situation or dealt with a psychopath. They think everything's all peace and love. No, no. The natural order of the universe is chaos. So you got to have a monster in there. You got to have the strength of the monster to release it, to reestablish order. And the highest level is violence when and if it's necessary. Reasonable use. Reasonable and necessary. Dude, that part, I don't know about you, Nikolai, that, that was beautiful. Weak times make strong. And that circle, that's beautiful, bro. You yeah. can repeat that over and over and over again. That could be a mantra. I mean, I mean it. That's beautiful, man. Those are colloquialisms that are said, but that's what's behind it. So when you get weak, you get too comfortable, you get too helpless. Yes. Yes. And now, that and that if you think about that, that relates to everything in society. I mean, I think for some reason, I don't know why, but it, uh, we're talking about the civil rights movement. And like, I think we got the right to vote. And it's that. So we thought, all right. And then after that, we didn't get anything else, and we got weak, and we got swapped, and we let a lot of stuff slide, and all of a sudden, we're almost back to square one, yep. and it's like, oh, shit, we got to fight for this shit again, and that's yep. why we're, it's a vicious circle. It's a vicious circle. There you go. I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, but then I get a little deeper into something else I didn't want to get into, but still. So then there's one last saying. It's better to be the warrior in the garden than the gardener in the war. What's that mean? You need to have that monster ready. So it's, it's peace times right now, but I, I stay ready. I don't get ready. Stay when that motherfucker show up, when conflict shows up, I don't get ready, nigga. I stay ready. And that's where black people say, I wish a motherfucker would. Because they stayed ready. <laughs> stay ready. Develop that monster, baby. And that's the saying. I used to say to myself all the time, I said, the best way to stay in shape is don't get out of shape. Man, that's the worst. And, and that's, Getting back in shape is the said worst. That, I said, the best way is, you know, because they're a training camp or, you know, in wrestling, you got to get back yeah. in shape. I go, hey, man. Just yep. don't get out of shape. Yeah. Stay, like you say, stay ready. My, my, my dad did that. We used to walk. We used to walk about five miles. Yeah. And uh, the last 100 yards, we'd sprint. So my dad was like, it was, it was, I think the last time we walked together, man. And uh, my dad goes, hey, son, I'm getting older now. I can't, you know, do it like I said, okay, daddy, okay. And I don't know if that, about that last mile, we didn't say anything. And the pace increased. He didn't say anything. It was quiet. I go, daddy, about to, he about to go. And... We're walking, 
And the last hundred yards, my dad took off and he touched this little thing we have and he goes, gotta stay ready, son. And I go, you motherfucker. I didn't say that. I go, you, I was <laughs> so you mad. said motherfucker yeah. cure. <laughs> that wasn't offensive. That shit wasn't offensive, bro. I was so mad that he, but he goes, gotta stay ready, son. Yes, sir. And I go, that that taught me everything. And, and that comes back to that lesson you just said. Yeah. It, that, but it's the truth, though. You stay ready. Always Don't get stay ready. ready. Stay ready. Develop the monster. Develop. You have to be at peace with the dark side, that primal side that's ready to handle conflict on any level, at every level, low level, mid level, high level. You need to be prepared to die for your ultimate principles. And that's what I discovered. And when I was 21, I signed my my will. And and as, as a young man, when I was in the SEAL team. Okay, man, I'm accepting my mortality. What am I accepting my mortality for? For the principles that I'm willing to die on. That's important. You need to be clear about the metrics of your morality. And you need to be clear about the principles that you're willing to pay for with your life. And that'll orchestrate when you really, and then you need to develop that monster. And that'll orchestrate. That'll take you from weakness to meekness and, and keep you from becoming reckless with your power. God damn, man. Wow. I mean, oh, I always learn from you, brother. That's what I love about you. No, I, I, I learn. learn from you too, bro. I, no, I mean, I like I, what I just say. I always say, I'm just a facility. I'm, I'm the point guard that gives you the ball. <laughs> you know, like, man, big be another tw- 60 points tonight. I, yeah, I had about 30 assists, but it, you know, it, it was all Kenny. Hey, you yeah. con- you're kind, bro. No, but it's it. the truth, though, man. You come in and I'm listening and I'm learning. And, and like I said, it's edutainment because, I mean, I'm laughing, but I'm learning. You can't beat that. What we do. Nah, bro. You can't beat that. This is it. What we do. And I am i don't care if I'm patting myself on the back. It's the truth. Because of you or my guest, period. For all my guests, I learned something. Yeah. But from you, oh, my God. And I think if anybody's watching here right now, you have to be learning from this guy every time he speaks because I learned. And I don't, I, don't, I don't know how many years we've known each other. We've rolled. We fought together. Yeah. Fought each other. Yeah. Still learn from me every time. Every time from, from day one, when you walked into Marcelo's, and then you start. To, I, I I just remember you telling us, like, if you for you to walk in and walk across that say walk across the mat, right? If you say walk and walk across the mat, no big yeah, deal. Yeah. You go, I want you to walk across that mat. You'd find some for some reason you'd find it hard to do because somebody would try to stop you. Yeah, and I was like, I never thought about that. And ever since then, you've always had me learning hmm. in a way. God damn, Kenny, we grow together, brother. Because people people are deceived because you are. You're a comedian by nature, but I'm like, well, that man, he got depth on his ass, bro. Oh, I, not like you, bro. You like Dick Doug, bro. You like <laughs> Dick Doug. <laughs> Shit, you, you get deep, 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 deep. I mean, you man, you throw man. a canary down your thoughts and be like, whoa, he ain't coming back. <laughs> Canary's like, how do I get out of this motherfucker? <laughs> I mean that, man. I got to Yeah, I know you got to get, you got a class to teach. Yes, sir. Right? I get, and I got I got another way. I got another podcast to come in, but God damn, man. Look us up. BT. Killer B combos. Hey, and and collaborate with us. Help us be Killer B, BT and Killer B content creators. Ask us a question at a topic you want to hear talked about with the edutainment of me and this brother right here. Collaborate with us. Help us be a content creator. Ask us a question and we'll uh, we'll, we'll holler about it. Get on that, con- that BT and Killer B killer combo. And, and they almost hurt my feelings because I was like, hey man, have Kenny on again. Have Kenny on again. I go, oh, Kenny's great. I go, hey, well, what about me? <laughs> I remember Stephanie like, I remember it was Stephanie. She was like, you should have Kenny as a permanent guest. And I go, oh, what about me? I'm here. I, I do this too. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, we about to go. Man, again, I cannot thank you. But then again, hey, you're going to be on this again, man, so with another one that I'm going to be like, like this. <laughs> and honestly, you're teaching me, man, all the time. And that monster within, that that 
that was so it just like I said when that light bulb clicks when you say it people I mean somebody said that in one of the comments they go I saw that light bulb click off in uh, you uh, uh, when you say it and it, and it's a beautiful thing to actually learn like I know what you're talking about and that's yeah. and that's what I love from this conversations yeah. because it's organic in the sense of like I know you and we clown but man when it's time to get down we get down we get down in the right way yes, and and there's something we talked about on the phone I remember and you were telling you were one of your uh one of your boys was in a competition and he was getting his ass whooped. you go hey man what and he goes hey coach I'm getting fucked up right now, but you know what? I'm about to turn up, man. And that shit made me go, yeah. Man. And that that and it just, that dialed me in too. Little shit like that, where mm. you taking ass one, but you go, you know what? Mm. I'm taking this L right now, but mm -hmm. I'm about to turn up. That monster ain't dead, dude. He's still in his bitch. I feel that monster, bro. I mean that. Killer B, BT combos. Hey, hit us up. We want the comments. Give it to us, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Killer B, thank you for coming. Appreciate you guys. You. Thank you so much for watching. And like I said, by this time, you know the word. Hey.